Let us pray. Lord God, we wish to see Jesus. By your Spirit's power, give us eyes to see his glory. Through Christ we pray. Amen. The Old Testament reading this morning comes from Psalm 30. Listen for the word of the Lord. I will extol you, O Lord, for you have drawn me up and did not let my foes rejoice over me. O Lord, my God, I cry to you for help and you have healed me. O Lord, you brought up my soul from Sheol, restored me to life from among those gone down to the pit. Sing praises to the Lord, O you, his faithful ones, and give thanks to his holy name. For his anger is but for a moment, his favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may linger for a night, but joy comes with the morning. As for me, I said in my prosperity, I shall never be moved. By your favor, O Lord, you have established me as a strong mountain. You hid your face. I was dismayed. To you, O Lord, I cried, and to the Lord I made my supplication. What profit is there in my death if I go down to the pit? Will the dust praise you? Will it tell you of your faithfulness? Hear, O Lord, and be gracious to me. O Lord, be my helper. You have turned my mourning into dancing. You have taken off my sackcloth and clothed me with joy, so that my soul may praise you and not be silent. O Lord, my God, I will give you thanks forever. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Good morning. Our New Testament reading comes from the book of Acts, chapter 9, verses 1 through 9. I will be reading from the New Revised Standard Version. Listen for the word of the Lord. Meanwhile, Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues at Damascus, so that if he found any who belonged to the way, men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. Now, as he was going along and approaching Damascus, Suddenly, a bright light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? He asked, Who are you, Lord? The reply came, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. But get up and enter the city, and you will be told what, to, what you are to do. The men who were traveling with him stood speechless because they heard the voice but saw no one. Saul got up from the ground, and though his eyes were open, he could see nothing. 
So they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. For three days he was without sight and neither ate nor drank. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please pray with me. Gracious and merciful God, use me as your vessel to speak your truth. Be with us by the power of your Holy Spirit. Now let the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. Today's sermon title is Blinded by God's Grace. This is the beginning of the story of the conversion of Paul. It is a joyous story for some because Saul experiences the presence of Christ and is transformed into the Apostle Paul. For others, the conversion story of Paul is somewhat disturbing because he has shown undue grace given his history as a persecutor of Christians or followers of the way. While it is easy to point the finger at Saul for his persecution of Christians, we have a short memory when it comes to the life-destroying practices in which we have engaged. Christians of the church have persecuted people of color, gays, transgendered, binary individuals, as well as people of lower socioeconomic status. There will always be a persecuted community in our culture. So who was Saul? Well, Saul was a great persecutor of the church who had so much zeal for persecuting the followers of the way that he went on a journey to Damascus in order to capture individuals of the way. Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues at Damascus so that if he found any who belonged to the way, men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. By any means necessary, Saul was on a mission to persecute the followers of Jesus. Saul was a fanatic, an intolerant Jewish traditionalist who believed that if any of his fellow Jews teach heresy, that is, anything that he or other members of the Pharisee branch of Judaism considered as lies or to dishonor God, then those Jews needed to be, per uh, needed to be arrested, tried, and punished perhaps even executed. Saul believed, as most in the Jewish tradition of his time, that there was but one God. Therefore, followers of the way, those who believed in Jesus Christ, the Son of God, those who believed, as the scripture says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me, are those who whom Saul breathed threats and murder against. Well, when you persecute the followers of Christ, you persecute Jesus Christ himself. So Jesus calls out Saul in verse 3 and following, 
Now as he was going along and approaching Damascus, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? He answered, who are you, Lord? The reply came, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. When and how have you persecuted Jesus in your daily living? The other day, a friend sent to me a YouTube video that was titled, From New Age to Christ. The young lady in the video talked about her journey from Christ to the New Age and back to Christ again. Now, this was a young lady who grew up in the church. She participated in Sunday school and Bible study, as well as attending weekly worship services. She explained that while attending college, she became more spiritual than religious to the point of denouncing Jesus. She believed in God, but no longer believed in Jesus Christ. She boldly denounced Christ in her conversations with others, and she re relied on herself through her positive thinking for peace in her life. In a sense, she became her own God. She was responsible for her own destiny. In her video, she shared that the harder she worked for her happiness and her peace, the harder she had to work. Until one day, her whole life began to fall apart. She recalled feeling isolated and alone in the world. And that is until a friend came along, a former friend who believed in Jesus, who reached out to her and gently guided her back to Christ. The young lady in the video said, that is what I love about God. He let me go out and explore and when I was done making a big mess of myself and things, he was right there to put me back together again. I am so glad I found my way back to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Jesus replied to Saul, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. Jesus did not give Saul a chance to respond. Instead, Jesus immediately showed Saul grace, telling him to get up and go into the city, and he would be told what to do. Jesus knew Saul's heart and desire to persecute the followers of the way, but Jesus was merciful. Although Saul did not recognize Jesus or his voice at first, he was informed by his religious background to appropriately inquire, who are you, Lord? Saul was in the presence of the Lord, the risen Lord, Jesus. Then the men who traveled with him stood speechless because they heard a voice, but they saw no one. How would you respond in the presence of Jesus? I know I'd probably stop dead in my tracks, I'd fall to the ground, I'd cover my head, and I would tremble in awe of being in the presence of my Lord and Savior. I would feel so unworthy 
to be in his presence. Imagine, just imagine how Saul and, the traveler and his traveling buddies must have felt unworthy and frightened because Paul, Saul fell to the ground and his friends were rendered speechless when Jesus spoke. But there is something powerful about Jesus' presence. There was something special in Saul's encounter on the road to Damascus that changed his countenance. There was something about the way Jesus called Saul's name and questioned his reason for persecuting him. Saul got up from the ground. Though his eyes were open, he could see nothing. So they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. For three days he was without sight and neither ate nor drank. Blinded by God's grace, Saul obediently submits to Jesus' command, fully relying on Jesus to deliver him to Damascus. And when in Damascus, Saul patiently waits on Jesus for three days in darkness, for three days without eating, for three days without drinking. Brothers and sisters, when we enter into Christ's presence, we begin the transformation that enables us to be willing to submit ourselves in obedience and to be led by God. When or how have you experienced Christ's presence in your life? How can Christ's presence move you to obediently rely on Christ in all things, in all situations? Well, you can experience Christ's presence in a dramatic or supernatural way like Saul when you live an out-of-control life or when you are so misguided and full of hate like Saul that Christ enters in and shakes you up. Jesus disrupts your wayward life, getting your attention, causing you to be still and listen in obedience, causing you to be patient, causing you to wait in faith for his instructions and guidance in your life. More often than not, we do and say and move about in life in our own will and in our own way, failing to consult God through Jesus Christ for what is best for us. We often make such a mess of things that Jesus has to rescue us with his presence in a mighty way by distracting or blinding us from the way to our destruction. You see, when we allow ourselves to be blinded by God's grace, when we submit to Christ and say, I cannot do this by myself. We allow ourselves to rely on Christ to see us through the obstacles and the tough times in our lives. A close friend of mine shared with me her encounter with Christ. She called it her on her knees moment because in her despair, she fell to her knees in prayer and cried out for help 
from her Lord and Savior. She was overwhelmed, overwhelmed by the demands as a single parent of three children, overwhelmed by the simultaneous loss of her job in the height of the COVID pandemic. She was formerly a person who didn't worry about anything. Being a vice president of a leading health insurance company, she had everything at her disposal. The pandemic, her loss of job security, her overwhelming responsibility for her children changed her whole world. When door after door closed for prospective jobs, she fell on her knees and prayed to the one who would comfort her and help her in this situation. She encountered the presence of Christ through prayer. She responded by focusing in on Christ and consulting him in prayer for all of her needs. Within a month, my friend had an executive position at a new health insurance company. She had an au pair to help her with her children. She is indeed a living testimony of God's grace. But brothers and sisters, we don't have to experience trials and tribulations. We don't have to have difficulties in life to experience the presence of Christ because we have the opportunity each and every day to experience him. There is an easier way indeed to experience Christ's presence by being open to learning all that we can about him through God, through reading the Bible, praying, and participating in the life and body of Christ, the church. When we read the Bible, we expose ourselves to learning about and growing in relationship to our triune God. And when we pray to God through Christ, we nurture that relationship and wait in faith, listening for Christ's answer to our prayers. When we participate in the body of Christ, we gain support of other believers. Brothers and sisters, there's power in numbers. Allowing ourselves to be blinded by God's grace helps us to block out the things that are not good for us or for our relationship with God through Christ. Today, the good news is when we enter into Christ's presence, we are blinded by God's faith such that we do not see our way down the path of destruction, but solely rely on God to lead us to be God's obedient and faithful servants. We have the example of Jesus Christ for our way to, to salvation. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. We don't have to wait for some dramatic event to experience the presence of Christ. Christ is here with us today, Emmanuel. God with us. We know this through the Bible. Those are the instructions that God left for us. 
God, the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Listen for Christ's voice. Be blinded by God's grace and experience the presence of Jesus Christ our Lord through the Holy Spirit. Amen.